0: Check us out at heartwaychurch.com/give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing, Heartway? <laughs> Grateful to be up here. I just have a quick question for you guys. Who likes pain? Pain, yes, pain. It's crazy, crazy to think who likes pain. I don't like pain, but we've all been through pain. And I was up in Palm Beach talking with my mom and my aunt and an interesting conversation came up and we were talking about pregnancy. Unfortunate enough, I don't have to go through that. So all you ladies, Bless your hearts. Um, but we're talking about the pain that people, women, go through with pregnancy. And it's also thought of as, like, always thought of as the most painful thing that ever go through. But then my aunt also brought up an interesting topic or interesting thing, saying, once I saw my baby, I no longer felt the pain. And I was like, why is that? Sometimes we have to go through the most pain in the world to reach that pure bliss. Right after we go through that, it's bliss and God is with us. And in that moment, when you see that baby, you're like, this is God. And you no longer even think about the pain. And then she also jokes, she's like, oh, when I had the next baby, I remembered the pain. (laughs) And she's like, but then I forgot it again. But that's just life for us. And a lot of times we like to forget that we can get through the pain. God gives us the strength to get through the pain, and through that pain, we find peace, and we find that connection. So today, what we're gonna do, I'm gonna challenge our strength a little bit, okay? It's gonna be a little different, but we're gonna challenge our strength. I want everybody to have their feet flat to the ground, both feet flat to the ground, sit all the way back, scoot your butt all the way back to the chair, sit up nice and tall, all right? So what we're gonna do is just practice our breathing. I'm not gonna ask you to count your breaths or anything, But just find a nice rhythm of breathing in through your nose, exhaling out out through your mouth, or you can exhale out through your nose, all right? You find your own rhythm. So, everybody, we're going to close our eyes and just take a couple deep breaths. Deep breath in. Exhale out. Deep breath in. Exhale out. Slowly try to bring your heart rate down, breathe in, exhale out, and now as our feet are grounded, I want you to push your toes as hard as you can through the ground, push your feet as hard as you can through the ground. You'll slowly start to feel your legs being activated, contract your calves. Start to squeeze the muscles in your legs all the way through your hamstrings, through your quads, even your glutes. Try to sit up nice and tall. Keep breathing in. Exhale out. We're still contracting. Engage the core. Breathe in. Exhale out. You'll slowly start to feel yourself, align yourself nice and tall, giving yourself good posture. We're still squeezing as much as we can. Hold on a little bit longer. Exhale out and just relax. Relax the legs, relax the belly. We're still breathing in. Exhale out. We're gonna do that one more time. This time I want you to get a little deeper into it. Squeeze a little tighter. We're gonna start from the feet. Breathe in and squeeze. Push the feet down towards the ground. Squeeze the calves. Engage the quads. Keep breathing in. Exhale out. Squeeze the hamstrings. Squeeze the butt. Squeeze your core, bring your shoulders back, keep contracting and breathing. Notice the strength you have within yourself to accomplish this. Every breath you can get deeper into the strength that you have within. On this deep inhale, nice exhale out, relax the body. As you relax the body, just feel the peace within yourself. Feel the strength that you have within you. And just enjoy this moment. During this time, just like in worship, As Holy Spirit, come rest on us. Feel his love, feel his peace. Just embrace it and accept it. Slowly bring yourself back, slowly open your eyes. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. Well, today's message is called Prepared for Anything. And I know typically when we come to a service like this, you know, we really want to be encouraged with positivity. <laughs> and, and I hope we get some of that here today. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to be real. You just got to get real about life. And the reality is some of us don't even think about pain and suffering and tragedy until we are confronted with it. And if by that point we have yet to contemplate these matters with any sort of depth, we will probably be ill-equipped to face them. When I was in high school, my basketball coach used to always say, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Do you say that, bro, to people? (laughs) Another one that I would hear a lot was proper preparation prevents poor performance. Anybody ever heard these cliches? You know, they're, they're cliches, but they're true on multiple levels. And when it comes to spirituality, it also remains true. That's how it works with, with life. There is a sort of spiritual preparedness that we can have for the storms that come our way. And so the premise of what I want to share with you today is this principle. When you prepare for misfortune you lessen its impact. Very simple. When you prepare for misfortune, you lessen its impact. Nobody is fortunate all the time. And some of us are very fortunate. We've had very nice lives, but nobody is fortunate all the time. In fact, a lot of us probably feel like we experience more misfortune than we do fortune. Misfortune happens, and the opposite of preparing for misfortune is Fearing it, and it's easy to get to the point where we fear misfortune so much that we don't even want to think about the possibility of anything going wrong in our life. God forbid! We don't talk about sickness, don't talk about death, don't talk about any of that crazy stuff because God forbid if that were to happen. And it, we're just revealing our own lack of preparedness as we say that. But life happens; these things happen. You cannot escape. The inevitable. A lot of us rather choose denial. We deny that these things are even possible to happen to us. And the truth is, it's like somebody was telling me the other day, our problem normally tends to be that we think way too much about all the things that can go wrong, right? Like, wouldn't it be nice to underanalyze your problems for once instead of overanalyze your problems? Because some of us, it's just, we're always thinking about what can possibly go wrong. And we suffer before we have to. A lot of us suffer before we have to. We suffer in our imagination from problems that don't even exist yet. But in our attempt to try and predict which problems will come, we're already creating more problems for ourselves. Remember, when you fear suffering, you're already suffering from your own fear. So spiritual preparedness is about getting over the fear of suffering. Because that's the main thing that we all have to deal with on the inside. It's the fear of going through a lot of this stuff. So preparing for anything doesn't mean obsessing over all of the things that could possibly go wrong in your life. All I'm saying is there is a way to prepare yourself on a mental and emotional level for whatever it is life throws your way. How can we develop a mindset that is able to withstand the storms and the trials and the difficulties that life brings to us? It's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of intentionality and a lot of practice and a lot of screwing up. But what does it mean to prepare? Building your faith, developing resilience, growing in your self-awareness, learning how to have some sort of self-control. These are all things that will come tremendously in handy. Here's another one. Developing patience. If you could just have the patience to weather the storm. You don't even really have to do much. When life is a mess and everything is chaotic, if you could just be the eye in the center of the storm, that would be enough. But we always think we have to make things happen. Just be still and know that God is God and that God is with you and that you are not alone. And trust that when it is time for you to cross the bridge of suffering, you will be prepared, you will be ready because you've been practicing. Life is your training ground and God has created a curriculum for your spiritual development that is perfectly catered to you and what you experience is the lesson plan. All of the inconveniences, all of the grievances, All of the little difficulties and challenges and annoyances that other people bring into your life. It's all practice for life's constant changes. I'm big on just simplifying everything when it comes to life, especially when it comes to developing a philosophy of life. We've got to simplify things. And for me, I've learned how to just categorize all of life's troubles and trials and tribulations Under one label, and that is change. That's all we're ever dealing with is change. We tend to layer on top of that a whole bunch of stories and narratives about how this person hurt me, and how life is not fair, and how things never go good for me, and blah, 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 blah. It's the same old type, the ego is the same story every time, it's the same victim story every time. But all that's ultimately happening is change. Something has changed or someone has changed, and we either accommodate to that change or we don't. We accept it or we resist it. Our suffering comes from resisting change instead of flowing and going with changes as they come. So how can we approach life's difficulties in a manner that allows us to open up our hearts in radical embrace and radical acceptance instead of resistance? The best way to get ready for change is to accept that it will come. Don't get too comfortable when everything is the same, because it won't be that way forever. (laughs) The boat will get rocked. Things will happen. You can't avoid it. And the best way to get ready for it is to accept that it will come. If you really want to be prepared for suffering, it starts with the recognition that you are not exempt from it. None of us are. There was a Stoic philosopher by the name of Seneca. And this principle that we're talking about today was central to his philosophy of life. He said that those who anticipate the coming of troubles take away their power when they arrive. So according to Seneca, if you don't expect problems, you are simply adding to their difficulty when they come. So his whole premise is, don't be surprised. Don't let life surprise you. Nothing should surprise you. Anything can happen at any time. Scary. (laughs) Really scary. Still true course we don't have to be thinking about this all the time and growing paranoid and like oh my god anything can happen again we're talking about overcoming this fear of suffering and you do that by by attributing to your life suffering a higher meaning and a higher purpose this is all curriculum for my learning it's all there to build my character to strengthen me to equip me for that which is to come The idea is to develop a willingness to go through whatever life puts you through before you have to go through it. And you can just make that contract with yourself right now. I am willing to go through whatever life puts me through. What other choice do you have? Right. If it's here, it's here, you're going through it. You can't avoid it. You're either going to go willingly or begrudgingly. So if life is taking you on a roller coaster ride and you're already stuck, you might as well lift up your hands and just say, all right, I guess we're going for the ride now. That's it. Seneca took this to an extreme. He would actually tell his students to do this as well because he did this. And this was a very wealthy man who worked for the emperor of Rome. But he decided for a couple weeks time to basically abandon all of his riches, dress really shabby, basically be homeless, barely eat any food, just so that he can prove to himself that what he was so afraid of really wasn't that bad. And in his own journal entry, that's what he writes. He's like, is this what I was dreading so fearfully? Does this mean we got to always think about worst case scenarios? No, that's just going to create more fear and paranoia. There's no need for that. But how can I train myself to respond to life and the challenges that come my way in a way that's going to build me up instead of tear me down? It's like when you look at athletes, for example, basketball player, football player, boxers, whoever. Anybody who is a master at their craft They have to put a lot of hours of practice into what they're doing so that by the time the game comes, they don't even have to think about it. It's just second nature. They they just automatically know how to respond in these situations without even having to give much thought. That is what we can do spiritually when we build our spiritual muscles. When we practice with the little things, the little inconveniences in our life, we're training ourselves. And when you train yourself how to deal with these bad moments, you're also training yourself how to handle the good moments. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes we get too attached to the good moments. We become blinded by the good moments. And then we get surprised when something hits. Because we were just thinking life is this wonderful fairy tale and everything's going to go perfect. And look how amazing my life is. And I'm so successful and everything's great. And look at me. okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. If you don't get too attached to the good times, then you won't be too discouraged by the bad times either. See, some of us don't like peace because it sounds boring. Right. We like the high, the excitement. Oh, everything's going great. Everything's going good. Look at my life. Well, if you're so attached to that and you're overjoyed when everything's going good, what do you think is going to happen when things are going to go bad? On the other hand, if you're able to just keep a state of internal balance, not too high, not too low, the good times come. And you enjoy it, but you're not attached to it. You're not blinded by it. You know it's here one moment and gone the next. And when the bad times come, you'll be ready too. In fact, you you eventually just get rid of the categories good and bad. It just is what it is. And then eventually, you want to really turn it up. You can do like a that guy Jocko Willink. Anybody heard of him? He, Jocko Willink is like a ex uh, military commander or whatever, and he's just tough guy. But he's like, if good happens, good. And if bad happens, good. (laughs) You know, that mentality. But it's the truth. That's the truth. If good happens, good. If bad happens, good. In the Psalms, David looks back at his suffering and and, and he says, it was good for me that I went through this so that I can learn your ways. Look at this quote here by Thomas Akempis. Uh, He wrote a book called The Imitation of Christ, a classic. He says, the better you prepare yourself to meet suffering, the more wisely you will act, and the greater will be your merit. You will bear all things more easily if your heart and your mind are diligently prepared. And that preparation process is going to look different for everybody. How you prepare is different than how I prepare. But whatever you got to do to prepare, to stay centered, to stay connected, to remain open hearted, do that. And as you diligently prepare your heart and mind, you will be better equipped to face whatever it is that life brings your way. There's this story um, in the Hebrew scriptures about a man named David. Everybody heard the story of David and Goliath. Okay, so the people of Israel are being challenged by the Philistines and the Philistines have this monster of a man named Goliath. And they put him out to fight. And the Philistines say to the Israelites, bring out your best warrior. And David is a a shepherd boy. Tiny in comparison to Goliath, he raises up his hand and he says, I'll go, I'll fight him. And the king, Saul, looks at David and says, man, you're so inexperienced. This guy has been a warrior since his youth. What makes you think that you'll be able to actually win? And he says, oh, this is why. Because since I was young, I've been taking care of my father's sheep. It's a weird way to start that story, but. He's like, I've been taking care of my father's sheep. And when the lions and the bears came to try and destroy the sheep, I was the one who was protecting them. I killed the lion. I killed the bear. So I'll be ready for Goliath. Let's go. (laughs) See, the scriptures say, don't despise the day of small beginnings. A lot of us, we want to go for the Goliath. And we don't realize just taking care of the sheep right now is doing something for you that is going to prepare you for when that time comes. It's all preparation. It's all getting you ready. Look at the scripture in the book of Hebrews. It says God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble that you're in isn't punishment, it's training, the normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off big time, for it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. So what you're going through is a character-building process that is preparing you, and later on, it will pay off. It is the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. A lot of times I hear people say, man, I don't understand what God is trying to teach me. Okay, fine. If this is a lesson that God's trying to teach me in this season of my life that I'm in right now, what is that lesson? I don't get it. Here's another beautiful little trick that I use to just simplify everything. In my life, God only teaches me one lesson over and over again, surrender. That's the only lesson that God teaches me. It's all one big lesson in letting go. And if you have a hard time doing that, I have some questions for you to ask yourself to help you get unstuck. Here's the first one. What do I need to let myself feel? This is important. Maybe for you right now, it's anger that has been repressed, that has been ignored, that has been denied. And you have to give it life. You have to acknowledge that it's there. You have to let it live without trying to fix it or change it or beat yourself up because you're experiencing it. And then draw the connection between the emotion that you feel that is troubling you and what it is that you may be trying to control because that is ultimately the cause So the second question is, what am I trying to control? Uh, Maybe I'm trying to control other people's opinions about me. And that's what's making me feel all of this pent up anger because lies are being spread and I don't know what, what I can do. Well, what is there to let go? And I'm not saying let go, but just by developing a willingness to let go, that's enough for God to move in and do something in your life. If you just have the willingness to let go, your problems end up letting go of you. What is there to let go? Maybe I need to let go of the need for other people's approval. Okay. once you identify that. Now, what do I need to give myself right now that I'm expecting other people to give to me? What do I need to give myself right now? Maybe I need to give myself some love. Maybe I need to be a little more patient with myself. You see how if you really sit in these questions and you answer them truthfully and honestly, how this can begin to set you free. And this is how you let go. This is how you surrender. And even better than let go, I like the phrase let be. Let it be. The emotion is there. Let it be. The situation is what it is. Let it be. That's where the peace comes in. Jesus, oftentimes with his disciples, would share this parable about what foundation you built your, your, your life on. So he says, some people, they build their foundation um, on sand. So they build their house on a foundation of sand. And when the storm comes and the wind blows and the rain hits really hard, that house starts to crumble. But then there's another person who built their house on a foundation of solid rock. And when the storm came and the wind blew, that house remained standing. Why? Because it was built on a strong, sturdy foundation. Well, notice how in this parable, you don't start building the house when the storm comes, right? You start building the house when everything is calm, when everything is chill. That's when you start to prepare. That's when you start to get yourself ready. If you wait until the difficulty comes to get ready, you probably won't be ready. So you start before. And What is it that helps us to prepare? Spiritual practices. You are what you repeat routinely. So what do you do all the time? Begin to develop some spiritual habits and spiritual practices that can keep you rooted in truth, that can elevate your consciousness. What do you listen to? What do you read? What do you talk about? Who do you surround yourself with? All of these things help you to kind of stabilize yourself. Now, I wrote a list. Actually, is there a quote that I skipped that I want to read? I feel like I wanted to read one. Oh, okay, this one. It's a nice Bible verse here. It says here, So get yourselves ready. Prepare your minds to act. Control yourselves. And look forward in hope as you focus on the grace that comes when Jesus the anointed is completely revealed to you. Very good. Okay, so now I want to show you this really encouraging list before we wrap up. Okay, 10 inevitable facts of life. Ten inevitable facts of life. Okay, this is the positivity for Heartway this morning. (laughs) And we could probably add more to this. We could probably add more to this. But these are ten inevitable facts of life. Number one, people will disappoint you. Number two, life will not always meet your expectations. Number three, anything that you have, you can lose. Number four. You will make mistakes and bad decisions. (laughs) Number five, life is short and tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Number six, tragedy visits us all. Number seven, life isn't always fair. Number eight, the world will always be in chaos. Number nine, your body will falter. Number 10, your feelings will be up and down. Number 11, some people won't like you. Number 12, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like I said, this list could go on, but you get the point, right? Now, will we ever be fully, completely prepared to meet these realities? No. Right? It's still going to come. And even though you know that it's going to come, it's going to hit you where it hurts when it does. But if you prepare for the inevitable before it comes, you will be better equipped to deal with it. You will um, soften its blow when it hits you. And that's enough. That's enough. Just to live with the recognition that everything can change. Just to live with the recognition that these are inevitable realities of life. And just starting to get comfortable in the uncomfortability. Just start familiarizing yourself and get comfortable with the uncomfortability. Because life is not going to stop. It's going to keep hitting you. And it's going to keep hitting you. And it's going to keep hitting you. And like, kind of like Talon said, in some sick, demented way, sometimes you can't take pleasure in the pain. Mm -hmm. You can get there where you can take pleasure in the pain because you know that it's all building you up, building your character, building your resilience. And that word resilience, that's it right there. Resilience is the ability to... Adjust and adapt to life's difficulties when they come. Build your resilience. And then guess what? As you do this, now you can be of service to humanity by helping other people find the same peace that you have found. When I was in the gym this week, I was talking to a firefighter. And he was telling me about a lot of the things that he sees on the job. And I'm like, man, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I see blood on TV and I'm already squirming, you know. But he's like, yeah, what's interesting is with the work you do, I don't know if I would get anywhere near the kind of emotional messes you get into. And so he's like... He said this to me, and it really touched me for some reason on the day that I heard it, but he's like, you're providing a good service. That's what he said. He's like, you're, you're providing a really good service. I'm like, yes, that, that's what it is. This is service. It's service. This is, it's just service. We, are, we experience this wonderful peace from God so that now we can serve others so that we can spread this to others, so that we can help other people when they're stuck in a rut, when life is hard and there's so much satisfaction and fulfillment that comes when you genuinely live your life as an act of service to others, to help, right? Your salvation is not just for you. This is so that you can now save others too. And one good way to do that, you may need to send somebody this list. Hey, I got something really encouraging for you today. <laughs> Here's what they show me at uh, at church this morning: ten inevitable facts of life. Don't do that. Do not do that. But yeah, prepare prepare for anything. It's possible, and the best preparation is stay connected to God. Stay connected to God, no matter what. God is the one constant in your life. Everything else changes. God never changes. Find the God within you. Practice stillness. That's, sometimes that's all we need, just stillness. We get trapped in our minds. We get trapped in, this, in our minds, always thinking about the future or always looking back at what was, wishing that it could still be the same. Learn how to bring yourself back to the present moment over and over and over again. Just be here now in this moment. What do I need to feel? What am I trying to control that's getting me antsy? What is there to let go? And What do I need to give myself right now? Be for yourself what you wish others could be for you. Be for yourself what you wish your parents could be for you. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful that we get to come here to Heartway every weekend and prepare ourselves for what life throws our way. It's all training. And you have a perfect curriculum that you've developed for each and every one of us. Help us to be willing to go through whatever life puts us through. May we be able by the power of your spirit to build resilience, to develop patience, to strengthen our faith, to open our hearts, and to just keep showing up even when it's tough. God, we know that you work all things together for the good of those who love you and, are called are, and who are called according to your purpose. And so we stand on that truth right now in this moment. I pray that you would bring comfort to those who are broken and who are hurting in this moment. Help us to accept the inevitability of life and to see the beauty in all of this too. Amen. All right, guys. Love you. Great Sunday. Thanks for hanging with us, and we'll see you next week.